Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is not narrow sectarianism, but the body of Christ. Through his messages in these life studies, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. We have been given a memorable and wonderfully clear picture of a life fully according to and for God's New Testament economy as it is portrayed through the Gospel of Mark. This life embodied in our precious Lord Jesus in the Gospels is developed throughout the entire New Testament. Ultimately, a peak is reached in the book of Revelation as we see the final consummation of God's economy in the New Jerusalem. That final consummation is no longer just a picture of God or Christ alone. But we also, as his redeemed and regenerated people, are included. What a transformation from our pitiful, fallen condition at the time we first received his saving grace to the glorious outcome that awaits all of us to participate in for eternity. Matt Miller is here. Matt, I know you and uh, Francis in the previous program touched somewhat the connection. Today we're going to spend almost all of our time really focusing on Revelation. This is the last program in our life study of Mark, but we hardly are going to look at Mark today. Why don't you kind of summarize or bring us up to this point and see the connection between the life portrayed in the Gospels and what we are going to really focus on today as it's unveiled in Revelation. Well, Chris, the last 19 life studies are entitled A Life Fully According to and For God's New Testament Economy. Right. And we're on the 19th of those today. And uh, in our last program with Francis, we covered the first half of this, which kind of set up the reason why we're covering the book of Revelation as a conclusion to the life study of Mark. Briefly, to give our listeners a background, is that Witness Lee in the life study of Mark pointed out that we should break up the New Testament according to God himself in his person. Okay, And so the first aspect of the Lord's person is seen in the Four Gospels. So that should be the first section of the New Testament. And in the life study, there's a chart. The online life study of Mark. That's right. And it's a chart that shows these three sections of the New Testament. And the focus is that in the first section of the Gospels, you have the Son by the Spirit and with the Father. But in the second section in the Epistles and the Acts, we have the Spirit as the Son with the Father. So we have the change there because 1 Corinthians 15.45 tells us the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So that was in the Lord's death and resurrection that that happened. So after that, from Acts all the way through the epistles, you have this section. The third section is Revelation. And in Revelation, we have this description, the seven spirits of God. And Witness Lee is really pointing out here that this is 
the intensification of the Spirit to produce the overcomers for the church as the lampstand at the end of the Bible. Matt, in Revelation, what we'll see today, there are these two great entities that appear essentially as two entities ultimately to become one entity represented by this symbol, the golden lampstand. The golden lampstand, of course, was first described in Exodus as one of the furnishings in the tabernacle. Later, it was incorporated into the temple. And now it's described in uh, more detail in the New Testament book of Revelation as a symbol, as a type, as a sign, right, of the church, but also as of the triune God. That's quite a picture, isn't it, to have this sort of realization of the golden lampstand. So I hope our listeners are at least a little familiar with the basic elements of the golden lampstand. Why don't you describe it just quickly for those who may not be that fresh in their memory? Well, Chris, there's no way we can cover it in this radio program today, but real brief, in the first three chapters of Revelation, there's seven golden lampstands. They all have the same form, they all have the same nature, and they all shine the same light. And In brief, I think for today, the main thing we want to emphasize is these are pure gold. And it's a really encouraging vision that we're going to see in today's radio program. All right, Matt. Uh, Before we join Witness Lee, you referred to a couple of verses that make this uh, phrase, the seven spirits, uh, such a dominant theme in the book of Revelation. Uh, right from chapter 1 and all the way through. In verse 4 of chapter 1, it says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is coming and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. Then in verse 12, we see these golden lampstands. John says, And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment reaching to the feet and girded about at the breasts with a golden girdle. A lot of gold in this picture, as you pointed out, Matt. All right, here's Witness Lee, and then we'll come back. This morning, we come to the consummation of a life that is fully according to and for God's New Testament economy. And this consummation is fully unveiled in one book, the last book of the Bible, the Revelation. The sevenfold intensified Spirit of God. Through Him, by Him, and with Him, the church could be a pure golden lampstand. The golden lampstand is a symbol of the triune God. The golden nature signifies the divine nature of God, the Father. And the shape of the golden lampstand signifies the Son of God as his embodiment. And the seven lamps of the lampstand shining signifies the expressing Spirit of God. So, in this one lampstand, you could see God the Father as the nature, God the Son as the form, and God the Spirit as the expression. And this is a symbol, not only of the triune God, but also a sign of the church. It signifies the church. Full of saved sinners. Saved one, still sinners. Well, I've been saved close to 60 years. 
even this morning, while I was coming to minister, I said to myself, man, you are still so natural, so much in the flesh, so much in the self, so much of the old creation. Oh, I am disgusted with this man. And how about you? Saved ones, you're still disgusted. How could such a church become a lampstand, even pure gold? The sevenfold intensified spirit. Amen. The New Testament doesn't end in disappointment. <laughs> Actually, the New Testament consummates in full hope. Wait, the seven spirit making, transforming the hopeless church into a pure golden lampstand. I believe it. Matt, this is a boy wonderfully encouraging words you know i think we have to all appreciate at the end there of that portion but the picture here to me is tremendous you've got these seven lampstands the lampstand really depicting god in his three aspects and or in the three persons to use the common vernacular we've got the gold representing his divine essence and then the form the embodiment of the gold really a, a depiction of the sun and then the spirit there with this oil burning and giving it you know, this uh, divine expression. So this is really a picture of the triune God. But it also, as it's used in Revelation, is a picture of the church, isn't it? Which means that it's a picture of us in our regenerated state and the new creation. How marvelous is this? It's too marvelous. And, <laughs> and the lampstand is one of the best pictures in the whole Bible. You've got to go back to the initial mention in Exodus, then the repeated mention in Zechariah, and then now it's final mention in Revelation to get the full picture. But in short, this is quite a picture, as you said, representing the triune God, the Father's divine nature, the gold, the embodiment of the Son being the embodiment of the triune God in the shape, and then in the the shining as the Spirit through the oil. But in Revelation, it's particularly meaningful because it specifically says it's the churches. These are the churches. The seven lampstands are the seven churches. We may look at ourselves and see discouragement. We're still so much in the flesh, in the natural man. We're still not that pure, but it's so clear at the end, a pure golden lampstand. The church starts out, man, as just this assemblage of these forgiven, redeemed sinners. But it ends up in Revelation, you know, with the same nature, form, and expression as the triune God himself. So between these two ends, there must be the process of transformation. And that's really crucial, isn't it, to understanding why the spirit as it's presented in this book is talked about as the sevenfold intensified spirit. Really not literally seven spirits. We know there's just one spirit in the Godhead. But this seven-fold description, or this, uh, this really implies a kind of intensification, doesn't it? Well, to take this natural man that's still too much in the flesh and still too natural and turn him into a pure golden lampstand, it takes a seven-fold intensified work of the Spirit. I think any of us would <laughs> understand that from our experience. Let's look at a few more verses. We're going to talk about this uh, seven-fold intensified spirit in this next section. And this phrase is repeated seven times in 
chapters 2 or 3. I just happened to pick one example from verse 29 of chapter 2. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Then in chapter 4, in verse 5, it says, And out of the throne came forth lightnings and voices and thunders, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So here is this intensification, Matt. In verse 6 of chapter 5, And I saw in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders a lamb standing as having just been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And finally, in verse 17 of the final chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. So this book, to understand Revelation, we really have to understand the crucial, indispensable role that the Spirit plays in this book. Amen. All right, here's Witness Lee for our second portion. In the last book of the New Testament, do you see the one spirit or the seven spirit? Seven. Which is better? Seven. In this book, the last one of the New Testament, the seven false spirit is stressed again and again and again. In these two chapters, chapter 23, the spirit is stressed seven times. And then in chapter 4 and chapter 5, the spirit is intensified to be the seven spirits who are the eyes of the Redeemer. Then chapter 14, you see, the Spirit is stressed again. The Spirit says, then in the last chapter, again, the Spirit is repeated. The Spirit and the Bride say, now to the end of the book, the Bride, that is the church, becomes one with the Spirit. Have you noticed that in the entire book of Revelation, such titles, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and so forth, are not mentioned. Only the Spirit or the seven Spirit. We have to honor the third section of the New Testament. We honor the section because we appreciate the sevenfold intensified spirit to transform the hopelessers into golden lampstand. Matt, in the third section today, we'll come to uh, look at this transforming work in a little more detail, but let's stay on this matter of the sevenfold intensification here. I don't know, there's quite a number of different titles used for the Spirit in throughout Scripture. You know, we have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, all in the New Testament. But in Revelation, just these two terms, the Spirit and the seven spirits. Why is this so significant? Well, because there's a degradation in the church. In uh, chapter 2 and chapter 3, you have an appeal seven times. Let him who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the churches. So it's seven times he's speaking to the churches, and in each time he's speaking a call to overcome, to call out overcomers, because as a whole, the church failed. The church in general is not an overcoming church. I think it's easy to see that today. Right. So in the midst of a degraded situation, 
the Spirit is intensified sevenfold to make this call for the overcomers and to produce the overcomers as a sevenfold spirit. He produces the overcomers, and that's why I'm really looking forward to the third section especially, because it gives us a picture how the sevenfold spirit does this. We were talking uh, just before that last section, Matt, when the microphone was off, but let us uh, I think it's worth repeating. Interesting, we begin with the spirit, then we have this major emphasis throughout the bulk of the book of Revelation on the seven spirits, this intensified work of transformation that we'll get into. And then finally... When the transformation work is done, the bride has been produced. The overcomers have been constituted to be the bride of Christ, matching him in every way. Again, it's the spirit and the bride say, come. What a wonderful picture. Oh, it's too wonderful. And Matt, I think to really get into this last portion and see transformation, a couple of verses at least are helpful from the last two chapters of Revelation. In chapter 21, verse 10, John says, And he carried me away in spirit onto a great and high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. This is that final consummation we mentioned at the very beginning of the program, the new Jerusalem. And it has become the new Jerusalem because of this intensified transformation work of the Spirit. And we see that in a figure in chapter 22, verse 1. And he showed me a river of water of life, bright as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of its street. So, Matt, even in the New Jerusalem, this flowing river, which is really another depiction of the Spirit, isn't it, is a key element. That's right, Chris. All right, let's join Witness Lee, and then we'll come back for our final fellowship. The New Jerusalem is a sign of the aggregate of God's chosen people. The New Jerusalem is a composition of all the Old Testament saints represented by the twelve names of Israel, and of all the New Testament saints represented by the twelve names of the apostles. It is a living composition of God's children, redeemed, saved, regenerated, and transformed people. They all have been transformed into gold, pearls, and precious stones. The intrinsic essence of this divine building is just the triune God as life to us. You could see a gold illustration. You know, a piece of wood could be petrified into stone by the throwing of a river. When the water of the river flows, the water carries certain minerals that are the essence into the nature of the wood. By that essence of minerals, the wood becomes a piece of stone. I tell you, the flow of the Spirit carries the very divine essence into our being. And this essence does the transforming work to transform us, the people made of dust, into precious stones. So you must see that the very intrinsic essence of this divine composition as God's divine building is just the triune God himself as life 
and life supply to us. God's life is our drink, and God's life is also our food. Not only to saturate us, but also to satisfy us. This is the intrinsic essence of the church life that transforms us into the pure golden lampstand today and transforms us to be the precious stones for the building up of the new Jerusalem in the coming age. Well, Matt, I think that picture uh, says it more clearly than you or I uh, could ever, but let's take it because it's been presented to us in such a marvelous way. This river now in Revelation is really this sevenfold intensified spirit capable of transforming a natural piece of wood into something precious and mineral and solid and fit for God's ultimate building. This is a wonderful picture, and it's the intrinsic essence of what this ministry is all about, to take people that are natural and put them into the river of water of life. You know, Chris, I went to the petrified forest. It's an amazing thing to see these pieces of wood that have become stone, and that's what the Lord's taking us. In our natural life, we are just wooden, but through being in the process of being in that river, of water of life, we are turned into stone. We may have the appearance of being wooden, right? but our constitution has the elements of the divine life added to transform us into something different. That's what the word transform means, to change. A metamorphosis takes place. And this metamorphosis, this change, affects our very inner constitution in every regard, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's bringing the element of God. That's the gold. The silver, which is Christ's redemption, the precious stone, this is the transforming work of the Spirit. It's bringing the, the essence of the triune God into our being and depositing it bit by bit, replacing this natural woody substance. Matt, uh, maybe we'll just take another second. We're at the final page of the last message in the life study of Mark. Why don't you read this last paragraph and we'll close on that note. Yeah, it's a good way to end the life study of Mark. It's the last paragraph in the book page 597, entitled, The Intrinsic Essence in the Church Life. The intrinsic essence of the New Jerusalem should also be the intrinsic essence in the church life today. In the church life, there should be the throne of God, out from which flows the triune God as our drink, with the tree of life as our food, to afford us the way of life and the light of life. This is the intrinsic essence of of the church life, the essence that transforms us into a pure golden lampstand today and that will transform us into precious stones for the building up of the new Jerusalem in the coming age. By this intrinsic essence, we may live a life fully according to and And for for God's God's New New Testament Testament economy. Matt, again, thanks for taking care of so many of these final programs. My pleasure, Chris. And we hope you'll uh, stay with us. We also hope you'll contact us to get the printed messages for Mark and any of the other books of the whole Bible which are available. If you'll call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. For Matt Miller, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening today.
Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening. What is the church? The church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all in all. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23. The body of Christ is not an organization, but an organism constituted of all the regenerated believers for the expression and activities of the head. The body of Christ is the issue of the incarnated, crucified, resurrected, and ascended Christ who has come into the church. By means of the ascended Christ's heavenly transmission, we are made one with him, and thus his body is produced. Scripture, Ephesians 1.23, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.